Yes, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to another Rugby Muscle podcast. Back again with the Rugby Muscle Applied series and today we are running through Rugby Programming uh, 102. So we've done 101 where we've referred to how you're training overall for rugby, how you should create a program, a long-term program that will improve you as a rugby player. Now we're going to look at how you should be organizing your training week and this is a little bit of response to common questions that I get um, from the on the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook page, but more often than not, it's something that is very easily answered if you apply the frameworks that we'll go through in today's video slash podcast. As usual, thumbs up, comments below, please help a boy out. Five star reviews, as always, on the podcast also really do help out. So, without further ado, let's get into this. So, for the weekly training program. We're looking at how to set out the perfect training week for you to ensure maximum progress. We're not just looking at, you know, one perfect week. We're looking at how you can continue to make progress week on week on week. But how would that look? How would one week within that look like? And it's a question I get asked a lot and you'll see why in a second. You'll see right around now because I, I always get asked about training splits and unless Unless we're talking about this kind of training splits, you know, I don't really want to be talking about it. It's such a non-starter conversation and thing that we want to, um, like, waste of time, waste of mental focus that I have to understand. Like, what you people have to wrap their head around is that, like, and I think this is something that comes from, you know, the bodybuilding culture and the fitness magazines where we're looking at different, um, different training splits, you know, push-pull legs versus upper lower versus whatever you know training chest and biceps together versus chest and triceps together and it's such a um it's a such a mute point but it's something that you can almost discuss ad nauseum which then is good for someone that wants to consistently get you clicking on their website or consistently selling you magazines however what you do is far more important than when you do it. Training splits are just a way, you know, tr your traditional training splits, not what this guy is doing, are the traditional way just to divide up load, stimulus, fatigue, and recovery. So, you know, there are so many different ways you can do that. Um, it doesn't really matter how you do that. That's not going to really dictate the success of your program. What's going to dictate the success of your program? Number one is what you do when you're training. Uh, and then the other thing is, like, what's going to be the biggest threat to any training week? Is it going to be that your week, uh, that your first week isn't perfect? Or is it going to be that your weeks never come together, they never synchronize, they never add, um, compound week on week on week on week? Is it the first one where you just don't have a perfect week? You know? Or, as, and, and, you know, especially week one, it's not perfect. Or is it you don't consistently apply the same weeks in a, in a in a systematic manner to continue to make progress i'd wager that it's the biggest threat is that it's that second one so with that in mind before we even look at like how our training week needs to look like we should be looking at how our actual week looks like in general um a lot of people don't even take this into consideration but this is by far the most important factor when it comes to organizing your training throughout the week is what are you already doing? Because then you have to arrange your training around that. So if you don't know what your current work week looks like and, you know, um, your current, you know, other things that you have to look at, uh, things that will be factors in your week, things that take up time in your week, things that you have to commit to, um, 
write them down, create a schedule, update it as needed. Ideally, you know, you look at your schedule. I do it every Sunday night. I'll go through my schedule. I'll roughly outline it on the Friday before the following week. And then Sunday I'll sit down for quite a while and I'll sort of identify exactly where I'm going to be training um, or when I'm going to be training, when I'm going to be working, when I'm going to be doing all these other things I have to do each week, you know, recording podcasts, getting myself organized, um, when rugby's in season, when I've got to co-commit to that. And then you form your training week around that. So really important that you have to understand what is non-negotiable because there'll be things that you have to do, you know, right now for those that are working at home, um, you've got a certain, maybe you've got a certain amount of hours that you've got to commit to to work, or maybe you've got a certain amount of hours that you've got to commit to study. Maybe you've got a certain amount of hours that you want to commit to, to family time, to relationships. Those things must be done each week. Otherwise, you know, your life is going to degrade. It's really, really important that you take care of these things and that they go in your schedule first because they have to be there. But, you know, you can be fairly loose with where you fit them in. For example, family time. Some people, uh, value their breakfast with their family more than they value um you know the like early afternoon time some people would you know everybody's different you know if you're working from home you can arrange your 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 working week as well to suit you um however it is you know there's different things but there are those are the things that are non-negotiable then there are times that are non-negotiable for example meetings now you know even if there are optional meetings, but they're ones that you want to take, it's better off that you consider those times and you don't arrange your training for those times. You know, you, you have to really, again, go about your week, figure out exactly where you're going to be committed to, and then arrange your training around the times that you're not already committed to. Arrange your training commitments around these things. So plot everything else that's more important first, arrange a training week. Then you look at, right, how many training sessions can I feasibly fit in here? How can, and like, if I'm being realistic, how many can I, can I commit to? Do not fall into the trap of, you know, trying to fit in as many training sessions, even when it's unrealistic. And do not fall into the trap of sacrificing sleep for these training sessions. You, you, you know, um, it's absolutely fine for people to wake up at 5.30 or even 5 o'clock to get a training session in. But that doesn't mean that they go to bed at 1 or 2 a.m. That means that they go to bed at 9 or 10 p.m. And that's absolutely fine. You'd rather wake up and train that early versus um, training from 9 to 10 p.m. because that just interferes with your sleep. There's a lot of negatives to that. Um, and with that in mind, I do find that however way, you, whichever way you can do it, making it as a habit is going to be the easiest way. So the morning is really good because you, know, you could just wake up, uh, go to the bathroom, uh, have a coffee train like that, that that's a very easy habit that is very difficult to interfere with and it's something that you can sort of just keep ticking that box and and get into as a habit it's just something that you do and the more you can create something as a habit the less it requires motivation likewise you could do it um i tell a lot of people that i work with this um that potentially it's better off to when they're finishing up work at the office or wherever they are at work, you're better off to go straight to the gym than to go home. Because once you go home, then you've got to you know, use that motivation to leave the house. It's better to have that habit. As soon as I leave work, I go to train or I go train at lunchtime. Whatever way you can create a, a habit where you're less reliant on motivation to get those training sessions in, the better it's going to be. Final thought on those habits is that it would be also be, uh, behoove you to um, train as consistent as possible. So even if you haven't trained in a very, very long time or consistently for a long time, you might be better off just training Monday to Friday because that then becomes part of your daily routine training, even if it's 45 minutes or, or 30 minutes 
Um, ideally, it's an hour, but you, you are setting that side at that time every day. Whereas if you're setting it only three times a week, then those three times you might have to rely on a little bit more motivation to get going. Whereas if you're doing it every day, then it becomes more habitual. Um, you're also going to look at your schedule then from there and you know, put down your ideal training schedule. So what's the minimum amount that you need? Not just um, however much you can train and then think, oh, I can make, I can train 15 times a week. I'm going to make all of the gains. It doesn't work like that, right? So what's the minimum amount of need that you need to improve at the areas that you want to improve um, and stay consistent? Uh, be realistic with your time. Don't think that you're going to be able to go to the gym, have a really effective session, have a shower, drive back, and, and that's all going to ha- happen within 30 minutes. And, and then you're also going to cook, and it's only going to take five minutes to cook. Be realistic with your time. Allow buffer blocks um, and start with less and build out more as the weeks go on. Learn from previous attempts. And this is something that I've learned because I would always try to you know, just fit in so many things in my schedule that it wasn't realistic. And then I, every week felt like a failure, even if I got stuff done. And it, was a la- it completely ruined my consistency. So I then dialed it all the way back, started doing everything as the minimum as possible. Um, that allowed me to stay more consistent and I could build on from that. Like I've already mentioned, um, if you have a schedule where you're training daily, that does allow for more consistent um, habit creations and therefore less motivation. I think also two days off can be counterproductive. So I'll see a lot of people that train, you know, Monday to Friday and they take Saturday and Sunday off. I like to train. I'd like to see Sunday could be completely off. And if you have to take another day, maybe take Wednesday or Thursday off, or you just go through Monday to Saturday training every day and adjusting your loads accordingly. Um, finally, as I've already said, don't, Look to shortchange yourself by only giving yourself one training session a week. Give you give yourself enough of a routine that you know you have to keep focused and you stay engaged. Uh, but also, don't set yourself in that trap that I've already explained that I've done before and overwhelm yourself. It's very easy to do, and then you know you've done all this for, for no reason. So keep um, track of your 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 weekly training, or keep track of your your overall week, how often you're sticking to your program, or how often you're sticking to your schedule, be really realistic with it. um, And just be as consistent with this process as you can. So set a time aside where you can keep re engineering the schedule until it becomes a habit. Because if if you've messed up, there's a reason you might have messed up. And if that's okay, it's fine. But you keep moving forward, you keep adjusting your schedule as you need until it becomes like a very, very easy habit. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. And then, like, finally, we actually start to look at what our training week should look like, what we're actually going to be doing. So, again, first and foremost, 
each week needs to have a primary focus. We've spoken about this on our annual planning in terms of how we would plan our blocks. Go back and watch um, Periodization 101 or Rugby Program 101 to understand more on that. But overall, you know, it's so important that those things become the primary focus. Yes, you will have other focuses, but those things go in first. Those things, um, you know, they get the focus of all of the primary treatment, right? So, um, you know, they get as much training as you can. So whether that's most frequency, most volume, probably going to be a little bit of both, making sure that you are freshest for each time you want to improve at those things um, and making sure you're making the most improvement at those things at, at that exact focus as possible. Then from there, you can look to see how the rest of your other um, focuses can be trained around it, but they are going to take second fiddle. If, for example, if your main goal is speed, it's not a good idea to do some heavy back squats the day before your speed session. Likewise, it's probably not even a good idea to do heavy back squats the day after your speed session because that's going to interfere with your recovery from your speed session. You know, heavy back squats has to be done another time. But that's and that's because we've decided that we are prioritizing the speed for this uh, this training block. Likewise, if you're st- if you're doing aerobic work, you've got a lot more flexibility. You've got a lot more different ways that you can improve your aerobic work. Your aerobic work then doesn't get sacrificed by doing heavy back squats or by doing whatever movement that doesn't really interfere with your aerobic work. So you can look to prioritize that second focus a little bit more because you've got that much more room to play around with but you're still really looking to maximize the maximize the improvement that you're doing with that primary focus then you know once you've had i don't think you should look at more than three main focuses after that everything else really gets put on maintenance now that's not to say you don't look to improve at all but your that's not your goal you know your goal is to improve every other area and if, if you happen to improve at the stuff that's on maintenance great but that's not the goal of this training block the goal of the training block is to improve at the three things that you want to improve upon um put the pyramid here because the higher on the pyramid i mean everything gets relative but the lower on the pyramid you go the more often you need or the more um you should be training these things the more priority over training year these things should get but they the stuff in the bottom also can be very good secondary and tertiary work versus the athlete and the special prep work kind of needs to slowly become the main focus and then just drop out right whereas this is always going to be secondary to and, and then become maintenance whereas the the lower on the pyramid you go the better off that stuff can be and, and fit into your program as secondary and tertiary work as usual, any questions, anything on this, you can ask in the comments below on the YouTube, or you can give us a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts and ask a question there. Um, then we're going to talk about spreading your load. Now, once you've got your mind out of the gutter, we're going to talk about how that should be done as part of your training plan. Um, normally, if you look at the, the top graph here, this is how a lot of people would like to schedule their week. They'd like to get a little bit of hard stimulus. So the light red is the, the high stimulus, um, high fatigue work. Uh, the medium red is the medium work. And then the dark red is the um, lesser, the low, the low work, the lesser fatiguing, lesser um, uh, stimulus, lesser impact work, right? So a lot of people like to do a little bit of heavy work, then they'll go into or a little bit of heavy, high stress, high fatiguing work. Then they'll do a little bit of medium work, so maybe a little bit of strength work or sort of strength slash hypertrophy work, stuff in that six to ten rep range. Then they like to do some light fluff work, maybe some um, 
you know, and and that's how a typical session is planned out. So you know, you know, finishing off with some core work or some aerobic work or a finisher, and that's what they do. They do that same thing every day. Now, that unfortunately just leads to more and more and more and more fatigue being added on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other, and that means primarily that the high work gets less focus. So let, let's introduce or reintroduce because if you've heard anything rugby muscle you've heard um, me talk about this high low sort of way of organizing your week and it is so important because when you're training your high days these uh, or the high thing the things that would go into your high days would be high force work so either heavy heavy weight or really high speed or highly fatiguing work Um, rugby training also counts because that you know that will be um highly fatiguing not just you know it might not be high force or you know give you a massive stimulus but it is going to be fatiguing because of the impact um but it's also you know heavy strength work speed work power work anything that you need to be fresh for that will cause that you need a high amount of force for um now the reason this stuff is quite unique it's very important for athletes training because you need to be relatively fresh in order to handle the loads but you, those loads also then create a lot of fatigue that you then need to have a at least two nights sleep to recover from. So if you're just constantly training a little bit of high, um, you, you're never fully recovering, and therefore you're never working these high force um, areas such as strength and speed and whatnot uh, as consistently as possible, or as high level, and therefore you're actually not working them at all, right? So. For example, speed work must be done at 95% or more. If you are um, even slightly fatigued and can't reach that 95%, you're no longer working speed. All you're doing is creating more fatigue. Then you definitely can't get to 95% the next day or the next day or the next day. You need to have a full day of recovery in between. I've put here at least two nights sleep because you know it just gives the 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 sort of understanding that you need one full day in between each session. Now, you don't need to take the day off in between those sessions. You can actually work on your lower level work. So everything else, like aerobic work, low force stuff, low fatigue stuff, um, all this stuff can be done on your low days because then that's still giving you that training stimulus, but allowing you to recover to then repeat those high intensity efforts um, on the following day. And so then from there, if you look at the high low split, we've then organized our week. We've still got the exact same um amount of training volume given to high medium and low but we've divided it out so that then when we're doing our high intensity work we are getting the most bang for our buck we are as fresh as possible and then we're just doing our low and medium work on the other days to allow us to recover to be ready for those high intensity days and also to still get in some really quality work it doesn't matter if we're fatigued if we're just doing a set of curls right we're still able to get through it does also doesn't matter if we're doing if we're quite fatigued if we're just doing an aerobic circuit those things are perfect for low days um other thing is like the higher the highs the lower the low so the more fatigue you have the more lower intensity those low days have to be likewise if you're on if you're doing like a bodybuilding split right this could still be done but it would be uh the the highest stuff would be the lower because you're losing absolute more absolute weight more absolute force but you know it's not overly fatiguing it's not going to overly disrupt your system for the other day so that, that can be more of a medium day um and, and, there, and that's as easy as you'd like to sort of organize your week. But that fits into every single part of athletes training that you can do. One thing to one more time uh, reinforce is that those high days 
uh, are are the ones that you need to be fresh for. So if you have like highly uh, fatiguing or, or or high impact, high force strength or speed work during the week when you're in season, it's a good idea to do that work on the same day as your tr- rugby training days because of the fatiguing nature of your rugby training. If you do high force, uh, high speed work the day after your rugby training, you're going to be too fatigued and it won't be as effective, anywhere near as effective as it possibly could be. So it's better you're better off just doing them on the same day. It seems counterintuitive, but this is by far the, the way that you are best able to organize your training each week. Um, and then some examples, I've got a million here, just take a screenshot of this for, for ease. Um, if you're listening to it on the podcast, uh, go to the YouTube channel and check out the screenshot. I've got, you know, we've got an off season here where we are looking at high, um, high, low recovery, um, high, low, high, right? So therefore we've got three high level stimuluses, three low level stimulus that recovery could also be you know, low to medium recovery is just an even lower option than low then we've got in season where we've got our rugby training probably going to try and get our high intensity sessions on those rugby training days they're also away from a game so it gives us um, a little bit of recuperation before games and after games as well Uh, we've also got three times a week four times a week five times a week six times a week options here all of which can suit you um that, and this is how I would frame my training. No matter what, if we're doing high, uh, if we're doing legs push pull, you would still frame that as um, you would just do your heavier work on the high days. I would just still do all of your your sessions pretty much as full body, and I would look at what am I trying to improve upon. Not body parts. Where am I trying to improve? Where am I trying to put most of my focus? Um, is that high fatiguing work? If yes, put them on the high days and spread those high days out throughout the week. If they're not. Um, make sure that I'm going to be able to do the next volume, but then look at what is my high intensity work? Where are they going to go? How am I going to spread that out throughout the week? And then therefore I'm going to get the most bang for my buck each and every single week. And that in a nutshell is how you should be organizing your training. Thank you guys so much for watching this video. As usual, thumbs up, comments below. Let me know what you thought about this video and let me know what else you would like to see from the Rugby Muscle YouTube channel or the Rugby Muscle Applied Series. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.